Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my fiance, Carol. How you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? I'm trying a new voice. I don't like it. It's been a good week here. It is August 21st, 19. The year of our Lord, 1,998. <laughs> oh, my. Somebody's bored today. Valerie Trying to spice things certainly up. not bored. No, nobody in this Noah episode's seems, bored. Noah seems bored. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, I'll give you that This one. might as well be an episode of Horny Creek. <laughs> right. But instead, it's 90210. Yeah, I think the Horny Award this episode... <laughs> Goes to oh, uh, yeah. Brandon and Kelly. It's not even a contest. Right. They're just... Certainly not David. Humping all over the place. <laughs> yeah, with no explanation. Yeah. Well, no, there was a little bit of an explanation. In the very beginning of the episode, yeah. they were having dinner, right? No. No. No, they were... In the very beginning of the episode... They were getting up in the morning, getting ready for getting work. getting out yeah. of the shower, and, and she was going to go into the shower. And she's like, do you realize that you get out of the shower at 8.40 a.m. every morning? So that's like the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Because, and, huh? Yeah, go ahead. No. I was going to say, and she says, uh, maybe this routine is indicative of our relationship. Yeah, she basically says she's bored. She's like, we're 22 and we should act like it. Get into trouble. Do stuff that Dylan would do. <laughs> she misses Dylan. She does. So Brandon then surprised. But it's it's weird though because you like she doesn't realize that Brandon's a boring asshole. Mm-hmm. This is the guy that wanted to stay home on Halloween and hand out raisins with his parents, right? Like I don't understand. I think she even mentions like his favorite ice cream flavor is vanilla or something. Yeah, like that's fucked up. Nobody's favorite ice cream flavor is vanilla. If you look for the ter- if you look in the t- the term milk toast <laughs> in the dictionary, there's a picture of Jason Priest. There's a picture of Brian Gumble, but if you look really closely, he's holding a picture of Brandon. Okay, who the hell's Brian Gumble? He was done the okay, but Katie he- Couric and Brian Gumble. You don't know him? I know Katie Couric. Okay, but um, Brandon decides to surprise her with dinner. And he calls his mom in Hong Kong. He's like, Mommy, how do you make something? <laughs> and How do you make a dinner that's going to get my girlfriend to fuck me? Uh, oh, doing that in a child's voice is just the worst. And he's talking to his mom. Stop. It's gross. <laughs> it's a grody. Ooh, grody Jody. <laughs> no, but while they're what having... Do, d- do you remember what God. he made? It's like you live... To interrupt me it's like it's you like your whole me. life's goal you interrupted me early in the episode and now i'm just doing it to you at every turn did i did i interrupt you i don't know maybe maybe poor baby maybe i was interrupting you and you interrupted my interruption i don't know dear lord brandon <laughs> made her fucking dinner okay yeah he made her fucking dinner is right and then she's all like, I want to jump your bones now because they're talking about doing interesting things and whatever. It was weird. And then he, he does the classic thing where he shoves all the stuff from the table. But I did notice that, I don't know if Props was like, hey, don't break any of this stuff, mm-hmm. Jason Priestley, or what. But he like gently shoves <laughs> it over. I think that's just more of his personality. <laughs> Instead of sweeping it off the table, he's like, 
we make a little room here. <laughs> now I'll lay you down. Yeah, so they fuck on the dining room table, and then they leave the mess for the whole night. Yeah, that's that's weird. <laughs> like, those, that tablecloth is ruined now. It's it's stiffer than a... Ew. Uh, ew, that is not even what I meant. Oh, what the fuck is wrong with they you? They did, though. They left the mess. There's food and plates and shit right. laying exactly. around, and, like, there's a loaf of bread on the floor. <laughs> Like Valerie and Steve wake up and they're like, were we robbed? What happened? And then like Brandon and Kelly just start pawing each other like they're in heat. And Brandon says, we couldn't make it to the bedroom. And Steve's like, yeah, okay, what really happened? (laughs) They don't believe them. Right. Because they're so boring. Yeah. Well. uh, And they say, they say to Noah, are we boring? And he goes, no. And his nose grows. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's kind of crazy that they can be boring with all the stuff that's happened to them. I guess, yeah. It's pretty boring to get shot, I guess. You'd think it's... To be addicted to cocaine. Right, you'd think these things would be... What the fuck? Speaking of boring... (laughs) I'm just tired. I'm not bored. You're boring yourself. Goodness gracious. Great balls of fire. Mm -hmm. Um, I lost my train of thought completely. No. Oh, no. Just you'd think that all the experiences would make... At least Kelly more interesting. I guess. Yeah, Brandon doesn't do shit. Yeah, he hasn't experienced the stuff. He's just, like, around it. He's, like... He just travels to Texas and vaguely deals with some racism. (laughs) And fucks Emily Valentine every chance he gets. Yeah, he does. That's about it. That's Brandon. He was on Euphoria once, remember that? (laughs) Not by choice, though. Like, they had to force him. (laughs) (laughs) They're holding him down. (laughs) Take it! (laughs) Didn't she put it in his drink or something? She did. She she slipped him a Mickey. Yeah, no good. So that is their. That's the entirety of their storyline. By the way, uh, this episode is fucking. Yeah, they they have the little scene there, and then he's at the newspaper, and she calls, and she's like, "I can't stop thinking about it," and he's like, "Yeah, you know, uh, Steve asked me what's up with me all day or whatever," and she's like, uh, "Brandon," he goes, "I already heard the dripping. I'm on my way." Ew, uh, ew. Uh. Why do you gotta make it gross? Like a leaky faucet. Stop. What, what do you mean, why do I gotta make it gross? <laughs> well, I mean, like, just the fact that they're horny for each other isn't gross. You add leaky fucking faucet. That's nasty. <sighs> oh my God. She's like, I can be home in five minutes. And he's right. like, I can be home in three. And they, like, race it home was like, to go let's fuck. make a deal. Yeah. Yeah. So. Right, let's make a deal. I mean, name that tune. Um... But anyway, so yeah, so that that's one another instance where they have sex. Then they're going to a party and they're on an elevator. And they're like leaning all they're like kind of like dry humping each other. And there's old people. Elevator. They're old couples looking like mm-hmm, this is not great bum. I mean like it's really really inappropriate. This yeah. is like some kind of fancy party. It's a ball. Yeah, well there's, there's some balls going right? on. So then they just go back in the elevator like they're going to fuck. But, like, how do you do that, really? Like, Stop the elevator. Do you think that's what they did? Probably, yeah. Loving an elevator, living it up while we're going down. That's awful. Well, talk to Liv Tyler's dad. He wrote the song. <laughs> so, and then, yeah, I think that's all they do. Yeah. Just the sex. And then they leave the party. To and, go have more sex. And lay in bed together. And she's like, I couldn't wait to, you know, let me show you. Like, so that means they had sex, like, three times in one day. 
I think it's supposed to be over the course of two or three days, but yeah. Well, the elevator and the sex later that night were definitely in the same day. Okay, yes. So, that's still... I think the coming home from... Coming home from uh, the newspaper, I think, was the day before. Okay. And then I believe the other sex was the night before. So, they had sex four times in three days. I guess that's not... I mean, they're 22. That's not that bad. Yeah. It's not horrible. So, I wonder how long this will last or if they'll just move on to something else next episode. chafing. Probably, yeah. Ew, no, I uh, think I think that I think they're done. I think they're done with the storyline. Yeah, I don't think their horniness is going to infect another episode. <laughs> Good because they're they're kind of gross me out now because all I'm going to think about is a leaky fucking faucet. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> oh, you freak. Uh, the the well, there's three other storylines, I guess. Well, four, I suppose, if you consider Donna's storyline. You want to talk about Donna's storyline real quick? Because it's nothing. Um, sure. So Donna's, you know, scrambling to find a job because Valerie stole all her clients. And she meets a woman who she believes is a fashion designer. No, that her husband was in fashion. Her husband was a fashion designer. Yes, her last name is Garibaldi. So uh, I assume that she's a train magnet or something. Why would Donna think... That the wife of someone in fashion was going to be able to get her in fashion. She owned the company now, I guess, or Because he passed away. I don't know, yeah. So somehow she ends up agreeing to, like, fucking help her do a seance instead of, yeah. like, actual fashion shit. Like, she tries to talk to her, too, about, like, her designs and stuff. And she's like, oh, I might have you whip up a couple dresses, but first got to help me with this. Right. So... She find she finds a uh, a psychic. She struggles to find a psychic. Actually, Steve kind of finds her for her. Sort of like this woman comes in to the newspaper. I think she wanted to, uh, to advertise or something. Yeah, and she's coming on to Steve and Brandon. Actually, this was kind of funny. The one funny thing that happens, he he Brandon like basically. Or I mean, Steve basically ignores her, and when she leaves. Brandon's like, what the fuck? She was totally like, she did everything but, and then he just grabs Steve <laughs> and gets right into his ear and goes, take me. <laughs> hilarious. They're actually funny together yeah, sometimes. Yeah, they have better chemistry than him and Kelly do. 100%. But I didn't really get it, like the vibe that she was flirting with him. Like it seemed like she was just being flirty, like she's... She kept touching his arm and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, I have love potion. She says she's a witch. Right. So then later, when Donna's looking for a psychic, he's like, oh, I know somebody. A witch is not a psychic. Right. Those are different things. Entirely different. One of them exists. <laughs> but Donna can't find a psychic because apparently she's actually trying to call the psychic like hotlines to Dionne recruit Warwick. them. <laughs> yeah. Like, so stupid. Get so- me Dion Warwick. <laughs> So, yeah, she brings this weird witch sex lady to, to this other weird lady's house so that they can contact the spirit of her dead husband to find out where her diamond tennis bracelet is. Yeah. Where did I leave my bracelet? He'd know. He, he was dead. Anyway, so Donna helps her retrace her steps from 10 years ago. Right. And she figures out where it's at. And so she pays her for that. She and you know she never even verified it though. She's just like, oh yes, I left it in my purse. Like, do you even still own this purse? Like, right. are you sure it's still in the purse? Like, whatever. But it comes out that the husband that she thought was in fashion 
wasn't that husband. No, because her husband owned dry cleaners. Yeah. He was moving on up to the east side. Do what? they own dry cleaners? The Jeffersons, yeah. That's I how, didn't know that. That's how George Jefferson made his money. He, was, uh, he owned a series of dry cleaners. A oh. chain of dry cleaners. Yeah, I guess they do pretty well because this lady seemed rich. Fuck yeah, she did. She had a bunch of shitty costume jewelry. <laughs> um, So that's Donna's... Storyline essentially. Yeah, I mean, other than you know her interactions with David. Now, dealer's choice. David, we've got okay. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want to describe to me? I was just gonna say we've got David, we've got Steve, and we've got Valerie. Okay, so again, I choose David. All right, let's do it. Okay, so fucking, he is a mess. Yes, he is. He takes Donna with him in the car. It was like he read a book that said mistakes and how to make all of them. Right. And he did it in this episode. So he takes her in the car with him and then tells her to wait in the car while he goes to take care of his phone bell. Yeah. And she's like, why? These lines can be awful. Let me come in with you. I don't want to wait in the car. And And he's like, it's a bad neighborhood. And I just want to leave you here alone in an open Jeep. It's Beverly. She's like it's Beverly Hills. <laughs> like you cannot sell a bad neighborhood thing in Beverly Hills, right, David. No shit. But he asked her to call somebody, like so he keeps her in the car doing that. He goes in and tries to pay the water bill with a, phone, cr- bill. a phone bill with a credit card. His phone bill's been cut off. Yeah, the total bill is eighty nine dollars. Um, and the dude that's is like, oh, you know, you can't just pay this. There's a $25 reconnection fee. There's taxes. There's late penalties and stuff like that. He's like, on the total, comes to $89. Now, look, I understand. It's not like $89 is nothing. I mean, $89 is a decent amount of money. Yeah. But you're telling me with the $25 reconnection fee, so take that off, the $89. Mm-hmm. Take off the late penalties and that kind of stuff and everything. What was that bill? Like 50 bucks? Like Bless. He couldn't pay that? Apparently not. That's crazy to me. Well, when you got no money, you got no money. He has no money coming in. But he had a, a credit card that he paid that fucking extra late fees on. Tell you what. It's he's learning, he's learning. David is learning that it is expensive to be poor. Right. That is true. <laughs> So he whips out three different credit cards before he gets one to go through. Oh, and this motherfucker. Smiles that, the whole yeah, time. Yeah, he's like, mm, that got declined. <laughs> I, I, I think maybe the guy working at the phone place in Beverly Hills does not live in Beverly Hills, and he hates everybody maybe. who has money. We have a whole backstory for this This <laughs> Well, there has to be a story with the asshole. He was, he was so happy. He was. I've never seen... A person as happy as this guy was. Not even Brandon, who just had sex. <laughs> so, then he goes to the club. Oh, yeah. He tries a third card, by the way. And the guy's yeah. like, third time's the charm. Yeah. He just, I snagglepuss. And <laughs> he, uh, it works, so. Yeah, just as Donna's coming, too. She's <laughs> walking in. Yes. Not like, uh. Not like the leaky fucking faucet. So apparently she's just never going to have sex again or we're never going to talk about it again. She lost her virginity. She's no longer a virgin. I guess we were to assume that they're having sex on a semi-regular yeah. basis. I mean, I would assume that. All right. I, I don't know if they are right now, though, because David's so stressed out. 
and not telling her what's going on. He's hiding his money problems from her, which I thought was out of pride and like he didn't want to take her money. But as we find out, that's not the reason. And I think he's just being an idiot. Yeah, he's just embarrassed. Um, yeah. So anyways, he's at the after dark doing paperwork, whatever. Mm-hmm. And this lady walks in and she's like, oh, this place is dead. Yeah. Whatever. And uh, she very condescendingly tells him that she's her la- his landlord. Yeah. I'm JD J- something. JD Wentworth. I don't know. She's like, you're, uh, you know, supposed to. Pay your rent every month. And mm-hmm. when you write that check, who do you write it to? Right. He's like, oh, my God, I write it to Jesus Christ. <laughs> so she's like, if you don't have my money tomorrow morning, you're evicted. Yeah. Which seems really not right to have such a small amount of warning. I think, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's like a, pro- I, I thought there was a process you had to go through. I thought so, like, you get a notice of some sort. Or... Like, I thought they had to go through the courts and stuff. Yeah. Like, I know that exp- I'm pretty sure they expedite that stuff, like um, eviction court and stuff like that. It's not like you have to wait, like, in the same line as, like, criminal courts do. I'm pretty sure they, like, just kind of roll through those. So it's like, hey, I need to evict somebody. And they're like, okay, you know, come. And then, like, I don't know. I don't know how it works. But I thought you had to go through court and get, like, an official notice or something. Yeah. But she's she tells him she's out the next morning. Ah! He just shoved the microphone in my Into face. Into the microphone. I was talking, and all of a sudden the microphone's, like, in my mouth. I don't want to eat the microphone. Yeah, you can't fit that microphone in your mouth, babe. Oh! <laughs> um, but uh, we have big microphones, okay? It's all right. Um, yeah, your eyes were closed, but you have to talk into the microphone. That's the side. I don't of it. like talking into the microphone. Well, you can make it lower if you want. You just have to like n- your normal talking into the microphone is good. So, anyways, he uh, he finds that he has actually been evicted the next day. Like he's got a red notice. Yeah, and a, a big padlock on the door. Which, like, that's another question I have though. Like, all his shits in there. I, this whole thing is weird to me because I thought Nat owned the building. No, I don't know. You kept saying that the whole time we're watching. I don't know where you got that idea from. I got that idea from this. When Rush Sanders and Dylan were first talking about opening this fucking club and everything next to the Peach Pit, some uh, rug dude or whatever mm-hmm. owned it. Right. And they bought it from him, I thought. No. Well, then what did they pay for? They buy him out of his They're lease? leasing. I, I, don't, I don't know. I thought they paid for something. They needed money up front for some reason. Like, I, I don't know. I thought Nat owned the one building. And then when they were coming to fucking build the mall, they mm-hmm. were going to give Nat a settlement. Oh, yeah. For what? For his business. But he owed, if he doesn't own the building, then they can just evict him. But he still owns the business, even no, if he doesn't own the building. That's not how it works. That's not they. They would have just gone to the person that actually owns the building and got and bought the building from them. Then they would have either canceled the lease or wait waited out the lease okay. of all the people that are occupied in there. I think this is a, a retcon. Of the nastiest order, in my opinion. <laughs> Whatever. And Nat is supposed to own 50% of this business. How does he not understand what a black hole this business is? 
Yeah, I don't know. You're right. There's a lot of weirdness. It doesn't make any it, sense. It was that Valerie and David owned it, and now it's just David. But you're right. It should have been Nat, too. It was Valerie and David owned half of the half. They each owned a quarter. And Nat has always owned 50% of this business. But he knows nothing about it and isn't helping in any way. Apparently not. I don't know. It's it weird. makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. It's probably just them not paying attention to their own show, writers. Yep. So, but again, though, I'm saying, though, all his shit's in there. If you get evicted, like, do they just keep your stuff? Maybe. I don't know. That sounds awful. I have yet unfair. to be evicted. <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't want to experience that. But um, So he's pretty fucking desperate. And there's this big event going on in the background again. Like, didn't we just have a big fucking red carpet event kind of thing like last episode? This is a ball. Yeah. The the moon ball or something like that. And he's supposed to be going with Donna. Right. But he can't get it up to do that because he's so upset about the business. But he's he, like, I got things to take care of first. He also tries to get a loan. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the, that. Earlier in the day. And they're like, we're not giving you a loan, buddy. And he's like, what about uh, collateral? Like, what if, what, if, what if I put up a car? My grandfather's classic car. And she's like, eh, maybe sell it. Because you're not getting a loan through us. Yeah. <laughs> so. He can't get it up for the ball. Sorry, I derailed the entire conversation. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but yeah, he tells Donna, like, he needs time to take care of some things. He's being very vague. Yeah. Not giving her any kind of concrete reason he can't go with sure. her. I'd be fucking pissed as hell. And um, we find out he doesn't even have anything to do. Like, he's just sitting there being depressed until he gets his evil idea. Yes. His evil idea. <laughs> he, I've he, had an evil idea. First, he's drinking, which, yeah, like, nice. he's supposed to be, like, a recovering addict, right? But A recovering addict, and he's supposed to be a manic depressive. And, like... I realize, though, this show doesn't seem to understand that, like, if you are addicted to drugs, you're also not supposed to drink alcohol. Yeah, I don't know. They don't know. Or smoke. Like, they don't, yeah. they don't give a fuck about anything. But he's uh, he's drinking. And he's freaking out. And he sees Donna's checkbook sitting there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, she wrote me a check for the nuts. So. You know how you, know how you can just write a check uh, in someone's name and they never notice I don't know what the fuck he is thinking. And he calls the landlord. It's like late at night. Mm-hmm. And she shows up. She's like, this better be good. I'm on a date. Like, why would you leave a date to go deal with the dude you just evicted? That doesn't make any fucking sense either. Exactly. But she unlocks the door for him and says, if you're even one day late next month. Because he gives her the check. Yeah, he writes her a check for the rent from Donna's checkbook. She's like, who's Donna Martin? <laughs> he goes, some lady I robbed. He goes, uh, it's my girlfriend. It's like a joint account. And she just takes it. And it's like, seriously? She seems shady as fuck. Yeah. Well, and like, it's obviously not a joint account. His name is not on that check. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, whatever. Um. So, Donna's obviously going to find that, though. Like, I mean, obviously, she must have one of those checkbooks that doesn't have duplicates. I don't know. Maybe he just ripped out the other uh, one. But... I mean, then I don't she... think any checkbook doesn't have duplicates. No, they do. I've seen it, and oh, I think really? that's a stupid ass idea. But yes. Well, how are you supposed to keep track? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I would be. Compl- you're so. You're so freaked out about the concepts. 
I would just, I'm already Are lost. Are we boring? I'm already lost when it comes to checkbooks. I can't even imagine not having it. Um, but yeah, so she's going to find out it's going to be bad. And like, had he not paid the lady and gotten back in, obviously that's something he couldn't hide from her. Why but, didn't he just tell her, hey, this is the pro- these are the problems I'm having right now? And she would give him the money. Absolutely. But instead he steal, steals it. He was freaking out because she bought him cufflinks. She yeah, got, oh, yeah. She got a bonus from the freak. <laughs> the psychic, yeah. Yeah, not the psychic, the lady. Yeah. And he's like, you shouldn't have spent money on this. Yeah, he really, like, shames her. He's like, how can you be wasting money on this? You you just had one job, and it's not even going to turn into anything. He could have talked to his dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, his the- dad has money. Yeah, you know what? We keep saying Donna has money. Her family, so does his family. Yeah. So it's fucked up. The whole thing's fucked up. I guess we shouldn't assume that just because her family has money, she also has access to the money. I mean, I know I I get that he's like ashamed or whatever, but here's the thing. It's not like he the club is doing bad because he's embezzling money to like buy drugs or gamble or like whatever. You know what I mean? The club's losing money because it's just not doing well right now. Right. Business is down and bad and he can't cover expenses. Like that sucks, but it's not really something to be ashamed of. Yeah. I don't know where the shame comes in. I don't know why he can't be like, "Hey dad, I'm telling you, it's I'm stressed as hell because of this club." Now maybe his dad would be like, "I told you never to buy that club." Maybe. We but, don't know. We never see his dad anymore. But Donna would help. Yeah. For, yeah. for sure. And her dad's nicer than his dad. So. His, the actor that plays his dad is too busy playing uh, a live action Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> right. So, I don't know. It's going to be all kinds of bad next episode. Um, and then who else do we got? We got Valerie. 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 And Steve. And Steve. Steve and Carly. So, which one do you want to do? Do Steve and Carly. All right. We'll end with Valerie. So... Steve invites uh, Carly to go with him to the ball. Yeah. And she's super excited, and she borrows a pretty dress from Donna. Oh, yeah. And talks about how she used to go to formals when she was in college. And For the one year she was in college. Yeah. And uh, then Steve picks her up, and he looks actually really nice. He does. She looks fine. She, yeah. I don't know. I just don't like, I don't know. I don't like the way she looks, but she looks fine for her. Oh, Wow. <laughs> She looks like a giraffe. She has too much neck. Yeah. And there's nothing, like, you you, you hit on it. You're like, she, she needed needs a, a necklace. necklace. Yeah, there's nothing to break up all that skin. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like a strapless dress. But... Her, her breasts don't really sit high. Mm-hmm. Or she has too much, like, decolletage or whatever they call that. Yeah. Too much neck. Because there's too much space mm-hmm. from the bottom of her chin to the top of the dress. Yeah. Where her cleavage, I guess, it would be if it, if this was cut in that way, um, and there's just that's too much skin. It's like that, and there's too much nothing. Well, and she, you know, she says the dress is sexy. I mean, I guess showing that much skin is supposed to be sexy, like it's supposed I to make you think about sex. But her teeth are huge. <laughs> she's, she, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm not like she's a fine actress, but I'm not into her. She looks pretty when she's happy. Like this episode she looked a lot prettier because she's not being a giant sourpuss the whole time. Yeah, I mean I guess she's okay. But, but yeah. yeah. Her and Steve take um Zachary to her mom's on the way to the ball and so they can she, fuck. Yeah. 
And she's like, don't read anything into it. And he's like, but I can hope, can I? Like, yeah, whatever. And then she does some hand stuff in the car. On the way oh, home. my God. <sighs> so dirty. Um, so then they're drinking champagne and everything's happy. And uh, then she checks on Zachary and finds out he's been vomiting for half an hour. Right. Why aren't you getting a call? Well, because she's at a ball. How's her mom going to call her Doesn't at the ball? She is, like, Valerie has a pager. Like, okay, the, Valerie's got more money than her. I guess. I, I don't imagine that she... I mean, that's why she was going to call her. One of these people has a cell, cellular telephone. I remember we saw it before. Yeah. She's poor. She doesn't have that shit. That's true. I guess I guess that's true. But uh, she was going to just take a cab, and Steve said, I just want to you know, be with you, and I'm going to take you home. And so he goes with her to take care of the kid, and they snuggle, and it's really cute. And he says, I love you. He does. Which seems way early. Yeah. And she doesn't say it back. No. Because she's sane. Yeah. Because uh, she's talking about, like, going to the ball would have been so much more fun than taking care of my sick kid. And he's like, and... um, <laughs> Not the part of the conversation no. that happened. No. I just think it's so funny. She's, he says, like, your, your time's not your own or whatever. And she's like, no, not entirely. And he's like, do you ever... Like, get angry about that or whatever. And she's like, sometimes, like, you know, at first. And he goes, you're used to it now. And she says, I love him more than anything in the world. And he says, I love you that you think that way or whatever. Yeah. So, back it off a little there, Steve. But she looks happy, whatever. Yeah, who knows? Have some pizza with uh, green olives and... <laughs> green, Onions. Green onion. No, green pepper and not olives. Yeah, whatever. Um... Okay, so final story is Val. Oh, jeez. Valerie, Valerie, Valerie. I think that Noah deserves some blame in this situation. Okay. That's my opinion. Okay, why? Because he's lying to her about not having money. Mm -hmm. He's not just not telling her, he's actively lying. Yeah. His financial advisor comes over and he's like, we have to talk about your portfolio. You have too much money. You have to diversify or something. I don't know. But um, he goes to he goes to leave, and Valerie's walking in at the same time. She's like, "Who's that?" And he's like, "Ah, somebody that wants to uh, deal with his boat." It's right. like that's a lie. You're lying. He was also very drunk. He's just sitting there drinking by himself. Yeah. So it's been a while, I guess. If they're supposed to be exclusive, which obviously Noah thinks, I think she has shown that she likes him for him and not. Because of money that he might have. Okay, but here's the thing, hun. Yeah. <laughs> she is cheating on him. But he because, doesn't know that. Not yet, but I mean, what he's afraid of is there. Like, she's cheating on him because he doesn't have money in her mind, and this other guy does. If she knew he had money, she wouldn't be cheating on him, but that doesn't make it okay. I didn't say that what she's doing is okay. What she's doing is not okay. But you're saying he's partially to blame. I think he... I, I, I don't think he's being entirely fair in this situation. I agree. He probably should have told her, but it's like I think telling her about the money fixing their problems is it, it it's bad. That's not a good relationship. I don't. Th- I'm not saying they have a good relationship either. But what I'm saying is is that at the beginning, not telling her makes sense. But this far in. You know, I think that at this point you should he should he should have told her. Yeah, I mean, I guess considering the last episode, he asked her to ask him not to go. 
Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's weird. They should be exclusive and probably, like, honest with each other at this point. But, no. So, yeah, she's still dating Richie Rich slash working for him. Yeah, I guess she's doing both. We don't, it's very vague, the whole situation. But he wants her to be his date at the ball. Yeah. And she tries to turn him down, and then he gives her a diamond necklace. And And immediately she's like, oh. How can I say no now? Yeah. Let's let's go to the ball. My like, faucet's leaking. That's fuck. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Gross. Well, you know that's what gets her going. Yeah, is money. So she agrees to go. It, it seems like she's kind of trying to like not cheat on Noah, but then you know the guy brings his money out. So well, because he's trying to kiss her and stuff like that, and she's backing away and everything. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, ouch, you know, and stuff and. Yeah, it's, it seems like, like you said, she's trying not to. But, Which, again, I think is, you know, but he he's never going to see that. Yeah. So she goes to the ball, but prior to this, uh, she tells Noah about it, or he he hears about it, yeah. and she's like, well, I didn't, I kind of asked why she didn't invite him, I think, and she's like, well, I didn't think you'd want to go. Yeah, exactly. But he comes to surprise her. But he plays along like he wouldn't want to go. Mm-hmm. And then surprises her. Do you think he was playing a surprise her the whole time? Mm, I don't think the whole time. But yeah, he gets all dressed up and, and he sneaks up behind her and gives her a kiss on her shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, what are you doing here? Yeah. And then Richie Rich shows up and she's like, oh my God. And he's like, nice necklace, uh, Valerie. I, I, I bet it cost you something. And she was like, oh, I just needed a pearl necklace too. But <laughs> Oh my God. So I'm wondering, though, how did Noah realize what was going on? Literally all he saw was the guy walked up with champagne. Because she lied about it. He's like, hey, Cooper Hargrove or whatever. Oh, yeah. She said that he was like an 80-year-old guy. So that, that you know, it, it, he tied it together pretty quickly. And then Cooper Hargrove, who, by the way, saw Noah before and was like, who's that? Looks like a boyfriend or whatever. And, and she's like, don't worry, you know, whatever. Uh, all of a sudden, like... He's like, no, no competition. Yeah. I'm done with you now. I'm above it. I saw him kiss your shoulder. Like, you guys aren't exclusive for sure, so yeah. what are you getting all pissed off about? Yeah. I, he, his reaction was ridiculous. Yeah. But it only comes because they want her to lose both guys. Yeah. So, yeah, for the show, she does. Yep. She'll get at least one of them back. Oh, I don't know about that. Really? You think she's just going to be alone again? Yeah, probably. Oh, we'll see. But that is the episode, Carol. Uh, we have to leave you guys alone again. <laughs> but only temporarily. So you can write us at latefee1994awol.com. If you get lonely. Check out our website at www.retroelatefee.com. If you get desperate. <laughs> and share the tapes with your friends. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.